0: This episode of the Blue Hawaii podcast is brought to you by Royal Thai Garden of A Beach. Royal Thai Garden on A Beach, the official caterer of the Trump Kim Hanoi summit. No, they're not. <laughs> well, anyway, mention the Blue Hawaii podcast, get twenty percent off. Royal Thai Garden of A Beach, nine six seven zero six. Blue <laughs> Hawaii, you know, Ryan. Sometimes, sometimes you have to walk. That's true. Sometimes you have to walk. Sometimes you have to grovel. Sometimes you
1: have to beg. Sometimes you have to writhe around in the dirt like a little weasel. <sighs>
0: That's what our leader did this week. Oh, magnificent! Making America great again, one day at a time. Um, what a week! It's been what a what a week it's been. Hmm. Uh Top story. Yeah. Some might argue; others
1: would not argue this, but uh, I feel like I'm equivocating, like Donald Trump, right now. Some argue. Some. Some, some, you some you know, wouldn't. Some people wouldn't. are
0: talking about it more and more.
1: Um, Donald Trump sucks. Yes accepted Kim Jong Un's word that yeah. he had no role in Otto Warmbier's death. Kim Chairman Kim, great guy, good man, stand up dude. It's kind of like that uh that episode or excuse me that scene in uh Pineapple Express where uh, they go to Danny McRide's house and Seth Rogen goes, "So, do they has anybody asked about us?" and he just goes,
0: "No." Is Did that you, uh-huh or uh-uh? N- uh-uh. It's uh uh-uh. no. Yeah, I oh, feel okay. like that's what happened. See, Trump's like, doorbell. "Did you kill Otto Warmbier?" no 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 okay what? good enough for me okay sounds oh, Vlad- good, yeah. vladimir did you meddle in our election n- n- yeah n- uh. <laughs> good enough for me uh well in slightly less disgraceful but still pretty disgraceful news the michael cohen testimony yeah yeah uh <laughs> highlights what do you think hi- my my personal highlight was uh s- congressman mark meadows chair of the freedom caucus and he sucks uh he he doesn't suck as bad as Jim Jordan, but I think that's probably because like it's like choosing between Hitler and Mussolini, right? I feel like
1: Mark Meadows yeah. is but not like, choosing
0: not not either of them are actually Hitler or Mussolini, but yeah, like, I don't know if that's a good choice. If you think about it, like oh, Mussolini wasn't as bad as Hitler. it's like Strom Thurmond and Andrew Jackson. Well, no, but the, the, that doesn't work as well because they're not contemporaries. It I know Jesse Helms and, and Strom Thurmond. Sure. Okay, they're like Jesse Helms and Strom Thurmond, but yeah. for like modern age.
1: George Wallace and another racist governor.
0: Oh, the Mississippi dude. Uh, all of them. I love Mississippi. Literally all of yeah. the Mississippi dudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know, what, you know what? There's like, remember, never mind. Before we get, that was about to be a huge sidetrack tangent. We're digressing. Okay. But it's our show, so we can do that. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anywho. Anywho, there are bad people in Congress. And so Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, was uh, so Mark Mark Meadows pulled the uh, Donald Trump can't be racist. He has a black friend. <laughs> Donald Our, Trump can't be racist.
1: Look at this black person I brought this, into the room. Look at
0: this literal black employee that works for Donald Trump. Uh, he can't be racist. Um, <laughs> the onion headline offended Mark Meadows reminds colleagues he never once complained about Capitol's integrated drinking fountains. The the onion
1: is just doing amazing. The work onion is right now, now real life. Yeah.
0: Um what is... Another newspaper, uh, not The Onion, but The Washington Post, uh, a newspaper that is usually fairly reliable. They say democracy dies in darkness. Yep. Uh, you took umbrage with an article they put out recently. Indeed I and did. You, and you alerted me to this last night. Uh, but, Here's the article what, headline. What rustled your is? Want a Green New Deal?
1: Here's a better one. Uh, I'm just going to read you guys a couple of selected quotes. We favor this is a Washington Post editorial board. We favor a Green New Deal to save the planet. We believe such a plan can be efficient, effective, focused, and achievable. The Green New Deal proposed by Congressional Democrats does not meet that test. First
0: off, yeah, go screw yourselves. <sighs> Aaron, Aaron Sorkin write, that, write a- that article
1: exactly right. Like who in the, their right mind? Like
0: Martin. This is Martin Sheen as President. uh Whatever his name was, reading you know. Now's the a country together. great
1: time to bring up the fact that the literal richest man on the earth yeah. owns the Washington
0: Post yeah. and has a great deal of say over what they do and well, don't publish. Simultaneously, uh, CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, is happening right now, and I believe the big theme of there, over there is deficits don't matter. Exactly. Um, so why is it why is it that only the Democrats, whenever they propose plans, are the ones who have to worry about? I. It seems like it seems like corporate media and they just our, fell in line so quickly our, our oligarchic overlords seem to really be pulling the strings here it's
1: crazy that like they're they're saying like you know needs to be achievable uh focused effect effective efficient like yeah that's why we're gonna tax the rich to pay for it yeah. like do you it's not a, recall what we did during the last green the new deal thing,
0: it's the same thing nancy pelosi was hemming and hawing about single payer and the green new deal she, she said well you know we, we still haven't figured out how to pay for it like Yes, lady, we did. Lady, what do you think our health insurance premiums are doing? Yeah. Like what I'd rather if you know, if you can get what you pay for with your taxes, I'd much rather pay, you know, Uncle Sam to make sure Than that Cigna. Yeah, Uncle Sam Uncle Sam over Cigna. you know, at least like at least when the Cigna exec the CEO uh takes our premiums and uses it to buy himself a yacht instead of paying for our health care... Uh, at least we know we can rest easy, knowing that the American bald eagle soars gracefully up above our free market nation. Well, let's uh, let's give a Mike Pence also highlight this week. Just one last thing, uh, when he was ta- you know riffing on Venezuela because we're about to go to war in Venezuela, it's great. He said socialism did not free the slaves; freedom, freedom did, or something like that, something to that effect. And it's like, do you know? what the driving economic interests were behind oh i don't know the modern slave trade and the fact that america you know, sorry i'm getting sidetracked
1: so going in on Cigna a little bit more uh we have a this you know you see those threads on twitter or those uh those people on facebook who get like as eleven zillion shares and likes about you know like oh, my brother has cancer and so- and so is fighting to get his surgery approved or something like that.
0: Go fund me. Go yeah. fund
1: me or you know or just like put pressure on the corporation. Go healthcare me. So for every one of those that you see, there's a yeah. hundred of these. This is uh, Amy Young at AIMS Economics. If given the chance, I will make sure that I never pay into Cigna for health insurance. They t- she tags Cigna. My mom needs a heart procedure, and they have denied it literally 12 hours before going to the hospital. At Cigna, clearly does not care about the health of their insured, only the money. Yeah. That tweet got 65 likes and 30 retweets. What do you want to bet that her mom got that procedure done? probably pretty low yeah and so here we are hemming and hawing about how do we pay for health care meanwhile
0: americans are
1: dying literally dying yeah and we have a very clear cut solution which is up the tax rate on the wealthiest americans the people that are making ungodly amounts of money literal almost infinite amounts of money and every
0: single year and simply even without talking about taxes simply reprioritizing thinking that the government should rather than coddle the richest among us who don't need any help the government we should reorient ourselves to maybe care more about i don't know society people Soci- socialism the thing about this whole idea is it's
1: sort of it's so historically blind yeah. to what went on i mean what we're facing now with climate change is the biggest existential crisis that humanity has ever faced but Probably the second one was, at least for our country, the second biggest existential crisis was probably the Great Depression era. And we didn't pull ourselves out of that by just asking, how are we going to pay for it? We got a guy in the White House who forced the rich, who made those same ungodly, almost infinite amounts of money to pay their fair share. And we upped the tax rate and we slowly rebuilt our country. And we're at that point in history again where that's what we have and to they do. And they
0: said all, this, all the things they're saying now. They about said AOC, then. They said exactly. FDR is a socialist. She's blah, 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 blah. Exactly.
1: Blah. Then everybody's a socialist until all of a sudden you've got social yeah. security and you love it. Yeah. And it's like if you want to be honest about socialism and you want to take out the social safety net, then don't come around like you know again clutching your pearls and saying the word socialism say what you really want to do if you're a republican say go to the aarp and say i want to take away your social security because i think it's a pointless thing i
0: don't believe the government should play a role in providing you or guaranteeing you access to health insurance i believe you should be on your own like good luck
1: go tell the 60 million senior citizens in this country that i don't think you should have medicare anymore just go tell them tell them you want to end it like don't don't dance around well, the subject. Just embrace what you're actually trying to do. I mean, that that's all well and good. But did you know that Democrats want to kill babies? <laughs> well, and so here's the worst part: is that you've got these Republicans who have this corporate media apparatus. Yep. They're they're literally mainlining uh, right wing propaganda into the bloodstreams of these same people who they are just going in dry on. And no, that's vulgar. <laughs> and you've got. You've got Democrats over there just trying like how can we? They pay can't for figure it? out their ass from a oh. hole in the ground. Like,
0: well, what happened to bipartisanship?
1: Wh- who the hell is concerned like with what Nancy Pelosi thinks right now? Get out there and tell old people that Republicans are going to take their Medicare. Get out there and tell old people that are going to take their Social Security. Get out there and tell young people that they're going to lose every single advantage they've ever had in the labor market. Democrats
0: want to t- Democrats want to take away your hamburgers. Yeah, like.
1: That's what we're allowing to dominate the narrative right now, and stuff like this out of the Washington Post. When you've got people, none of them are scientists, none of them are climatologists, none of them are economists, none of them are real yeah. estate developers. The whole article is always like, well,
0: you know, they, they they can't they can't make it bipartisan. It's they just can't. one of those bipartisan circle yeah. jerk things. Obamacare Obamacare was a Republican conservative Heritage Foundation idea, and as soon as Democrats proposed it, Republicans walked. And the the reason the reason. It was such a f- crappy false start, is because they spent rather than you know figuring out how to make a, the best system possible. They spent all their energy trying to make it quote unquote bipartisan, just for the sake of being bipartisan.
1: Well, I think at that point in history, we hadn't had we hadn't established this norm. McConnell hadn't gone into full force. It yet. was
0: secret. All the Obama Obama one term president denied yeah. block 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 was still in its infancy. Yeah, we had new That's the new normal.
1: And shame on you know Obama and house and senate leadership which i might point out
0: house leadership is the same as it was then if if it wasn't for joe lieberman we could have had a public option
1: like let's go back to that period in time and say like shame on you guys for not having the foresight to realize you're getting played then the same
0: way you're getting played now
1: so rather McConnell
0: mcconnell is coming out saying well you know oh the deficit is really rising we need to start cutting entitlements like so rather than the democrats you know,
1: belittling people who are coming up with big, bold ideas, calling it the green dream or whatever they're, whatever they're using to sort of denigrate the ideas of young people who are going to have to deal with these repercussions of climate change. Number one, go yourself. Ah. Number two, why don't we play ball, get on the same team and treat this like an existential crisis and not just for the planet But even more locally for democracy in general, because I guarantee you the next time that Trump gets any chance to gain more power of the executive branch or for the executive branch or um, take any more latitude with his abilities, congressional Republicans are not going to care about bipartisanship the same way they haven't cared about with the wall, the same way they haven't cared about it with.
0: We're going to get a Democrat president. They're gonna do. They're gonna wear a tan suit in the Oval Office, or they're gonna do. They're gonna hold a latte cup while they salute a Marine, and the media is gonna lose its mind all over again. We'll be right back to square one. Yeah. So like, there are two sets of rules, and this is what another Democrats
1: re- have to stop playing by the second set.
0: Yeah. You're, you're speaking of a uh, old corrupt politicians who have been in office way too long. Oh sure, Benjamin Netanyahu. Oh, what about him? Oh, uh, so. This is a good a good model, and hopefully, you know, uh, of foreshadowing things to come here. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu has been indicted on charges of bribery, fraud, and breach of trust relating to weapon sales, media access, and other things by... Uh, are you ready for the most Israeli Hebrew name ever? Uh, Israeli Attorney General Avichai Mandelbit. Wonderful. Yeah, so the thing too, you know, B- uh, Bibi taking a page out of Trump, calling this fake news, you know, like the deep state, the left, blah, blah, blah. The dude who is the Israeli AG, Mandelbit, um, is a member of Netanyahu's party, the Likud, the right-wing party. Wow. Uh, he is his former, before he was appointed AG, he was Netanyahu's personal cabinet secretary. So when, you know, like the the, the shamelessness of Bibi trying to spin this as like, oh, this is, you know, this is political attack. This is un- totally unacceptable, blah, blah, blah. It's absolutely Mishigas It's this mishugas, I tell you what. Did I say it right? Yeah, you did. It's, yes. Yes. It's a, uh, you use the adjective, I use the noun Okay, okay yeah.
1: uh, Let's talk about yeah. uh, some of the things that he was bribed with uh, So again, 100k in cash Yeah, more, more and, or, and, and Also cigars Yeah, I can't blame the man, nice cigars, good Champagne, love champagne yeah. And Mariah Carey tickets it, You know Mariah Carey, she's big in Israel, you know She's it, the queen, bro You uh, pop music? You know who else Santa Baby You know who else would be easily bribed with Mariah Carey tickets? You Isaac our opening oh. act from our live show at Mark's Garage, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to that episode, well, go back and listen to well, it.
0: Well, uh, Israeli, Israeli elections are taking place April 9th. I wonder if we can still convince Isaac Moreno to file, uh, because I think he would be a much better prime minister than Benjamin Netanyahu. Isaac
1: would certainly be. I-Z-I-K, everybody, check him out on social He's, media. He would be a fantastic prime, prime minister. Prime minister. minister. <laughs> of any country. Of any country. Yeah. Yeah. Holler at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think anything. Okay, so we've covered international yeah. news. So let's go back. Let's come back home. I don't think there's anything going on.
0: No, nothing at all. No, nothing big at all. News from this week just at all. Just two, just two more huge developments in the biggest scandal engulfing our town. Um, one article. Uh, Hawaii News Now reporting: Federal authorities say Catherine Kaloha used cocaine while she was deputy city prosecutor.
1: <laughs> to which Miss Kaloha replied, "So what? I liked to party." <laughs> that is not an actual quote from that article. Nope. Uh in an application for a search warrant filed Thursday, complete with text messaging strings users sent while apparently high, authorities said Aloha used the drug while spending time with other drug users and distributors. Ooh. Cocaine Kathy.
0: <laughs> or... As Rick Ross would say. Or... Cocaine.
1: I kind of like the idea, and we talked about this, and I know we decided not to go with it, but I just got to say it. Yeah. Trap through in Kaloha.
0: Kealoha. Trap through in Kaloha. Also... Pablo... Catherine Aloha Escobar. I think too many, they all that's work. too many syllables. Uh get back listeners get back to if us. You on got this. a good nickname yeah. for Send this. us your scandal. best Kathy Keloa puns. Uh and then another another and immediately, you know, not immediately, but like an hour after that story broke, another story broke in Civil Beat by Nick Groob. Uh Catherine Keloa is saying she needs cancer treatment and wants her trial delayed. So which is very sad. If yep, yeah, sad if true. Um we don't know what's happening here. The the motion was under seal, so there's no no details are provided. Um, considering, I don't think the motion
1: was under seal.
0: The motion for new trial was not. Oh, what was no. under seal?
1: The so she the medical her medical stuff requested. So under seal for everybody who's listening at home means that it's like super super secret and nobody gets to see it except the parties to the suit or the parties to the complaint. Excuse me, which is uh, Catherine Kaloha and the state, uh, and then also the Supreme Court. No one else can see it. Uh, but uh, the only thing under seal here was her proof that she okay. has cancer.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So you know that's. Obviously, very sad if true. So, you know, we'll wait and see how that part shakes out. But the story just continues to get more and more bananas.
1: It it, it just is getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. let's talk about... Uh, Other banana stories. A little bit closer to home. Another story involving Hawaii's own presidential candidate, uh, Miss Tulsi Gabbard, a.k.a. Tulsi Gabbard, if you were watching...
0: Before Ryan... Became as Akamai as he is now. Yeah,
1: that was that was a year ago that I pronounced it that yeah. way. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard's financial disclosures leave out ties to Koch-funded Think Tank. Funny!
0: Oh, Nick Groob. Nick Groob picking this up in Civil Beat. Nick Groob's been crushing it lately. He is. He is. He is. Yeah, Nick Groob, Nick Groob has a story at Civil Beat. Rather than read the entire article, uh, we'll just direct you that way. It's basically uh, the Catholic University of America has a grant from the Koch brothers uh, and talking about international affairs and it lines up with her sort of anti-interventionist positions that she that she pushes but it's still you know it's uh given everything with you know syria etc it's not it's not the greatest look no and nick group nick group goes into detail on that and she can't afford many bad looks no uh fun story in the honolulu star advertiser hawaii marine being investigated for neo-nazi speech but i'm sure he's like he's he's from hawaii right the Alabama man. Oh my god. A US Marine Corps Lance Corporal with the First Battalion, Third Marine Regiment is behind the account that features a photo of a swastika fashioned out of military explosive blocks. Laid out on a completely table completely normal thing for a person to do, guys. Laid out on a table with the notation Epic. And 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 a host of Nazi propaganda. <laughs> what a dummy, like, according to the Marine Corps <laughs> epic. Times. Epic. epic. Look at my swastika made out of
1: bombs, bro. Epic. Epic.
2: Yeah. We often hear Holly. <laughs> Negative connotation, but it's a perfectly good word. It means foreign, introduced to foreign origin or foreign introduction. So in
3: Hawaiian, anyone or anything that is not native to Hawaii is haule. I'm Leilani
2: Poli Ahu, ahui ho. Haule, you wipe. Haule is a perfectly good word.
0: Welcome back to the show. We are thrilled and delighted to be joined by two amazing women in the studio with us this morning. Uh, the first, Don Maurice Webster, is a communications professional and a consultant and an adjunct professor at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, Gobos where she teaches in the honors program. She also blogs on faith, culture, feminism, and politics at FreeCatholic808.com, as well as at the former Huffington Post Hawaii RIP. Uh, born in Kerala, India, and raised in Malaysia, she her previous work experience includes IBM's Asia-Pacific headquarters in Hong Kong, as well as an agency downtown Honolulu. Uh, Don studied English at the University of Malaya, received an M.A. in American Lit from UCLA, and a Ph.D. in English from the University of Hawaii. And Corey Tanita is leading the automatic voter
1: registration effort in Hawaii. She is also the former executive director for Common Cause Hawaii. She manages a state office in Honolulu, creates and manages civic engagement projects, conducts research, advocates for policy changes at the state legislature and county councils, and directs fundraising initiatives. Don and Corey, welcome to the show.
3: Thank, Thank you very much. To be here.
1: Before we get to the issues... How are you folks doing on this lovely Saturday morning?
3: Great. It's a beautiful day. Hopefully it warms up a little bit.
1: It's so cold. Don. how are you today?
2: Um, it feels wonderful to be in a spot where politics is being talked about and we're looking at things that can get better.
0: I agree. That's, that's a heavy dose of aspiration. <laughs> so uh, ostensibly, we brought you here to talk about one big issue, but we're going to get into all sorts of other issues. But let's start. let's start with the real meat and potatoes here. Automatic voter registration, also known as AVR, uh, what is it? What does it mean? How will it work? Why is it important for Hawaii?
3: Great question. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, Automatic voter registration, or AVR, is a a simple technical change. So when somebody, an eligible citizen, applies for or renews their driver's license, uh, they will automatically be registered to vote unless they opt out, which they're free to do so. And then secondly, and most importantly, the voter registration information is electronically transferred from the licensing agencies to the elections officials for processing. Because, I mean, right now, they are literally using paper forms and then schlepping that over and then manually inputting that data into their system. Like, we are in 2019.
0: 2019. Also, great use of Yiddish, by the way.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Also, uh,
0: talking about 2019,
1: we can't pay... Our city fees in anything but cash and check? That's another thing. Is we're just talking about. Well, they just, they how just in the announced. the hell is it 2019? Right,
3: yeah. but they just announced that they're now accepting uh, some credit cards. Oh, at for licenses when you renew. That's like good. just the other day on the news. I mean, you're still gonna have to pay an extra fee, but that was huge. I That's mean, a big how deal. long did it take? Yeah. <laughs>
1: nothing's worse than going to the dmv waiting in line for an hour and a half and then realizing that you don't have what 900 in cash or whatever they charge you yeah. every year
0: so getting people being being able to vote when you register or registering to vote when you register for your license at the dmv how would that improve civic participation Like, what are what are you know we know that we have like a very low typical turnout um do we have examples that like people being automatically registered will will spur voting or do you have to push further beyond that?
3: Well, I think you do ultimately, whatever the system is, you do have to encourage people to go out and vote. But we're, with AVR, we're taking away uh, unnecessary bureaucratic barriers. The choice should be whether or not to vote, not whether or not to register Mm. and in oregon which was the first state to enact avr uh, they also have a statewide vote by mail system which is also going through the legislature and something that we've worked on in the past Um, combined with those things it has increased turnout specifically for those that are lower income and renters younger folks those folks tend to military families people that tend to be a little bit more transient as well Um, and it's not just about turnout that is a good benefit But also, I think one of the key points is the increased accuracy and security of our elections because of this program, right? If we're not having to do manual entry of data, we're going to, you know, prevent all those typos and those errors. And voter rolls will actually be updated more frequently. So if we actually have up-to-date voter rolls, then we know the ballots are being sent to the correct voter at the correct location. And then that'll also save the state money. To just the electronic transfer, no paper. That's to typically about 30 times less to do that kind of registration. And then, of course, if we're not sending ballots to the wrong address, we're going to save money there too. Yeah. Uh,
2: if I may add to that, you yeah. know, because I teach, one mm. of the first things I do when I'm in front of the class is I ask them, did you vote? And those that say they don't, I ask why. And often the, the reason is, well, I forgot to register. Mm. And so taking away that one step or making it easier don't forget also a lot of these students and a lot of the lower income folks are often juggling two jobs and to make them do an an extra step of going to register to vote when we know that almost certainly they're going to go to DMV either to get a license or to renew it or to get a state ID and to have it done automatically and electronically is it, it doesn't create a situation where oh my god I can't vote because I'm not registered I am registered the question is. Well, why don't I go vote then?
1: It's a sort of uh, unnecessary inertia,
2: right? Yeah. exactly.
0: I'm, I'm glad you mentioned teaching because the two of you were featured in a Kaleo article. Um, you, Corey, went to visit one of Don's classes, and you you talked a little bit about the importance of AVR. and, and Can you can you share a little bit about uh, what you told the students and, and and what it was like being written up in the newspaper like that?
3: Well, it was it was always interesting to be written about first of all so i appreciate yeah (laughs) i appreciate you know uh, kaleo and cassie the reporter taking the time to come and visit and to sit with us through that class uh actually a lot of the time that we did spend was talking to students as to why they didn't vote so it was it was interesting because it was 50 50 basically right even uh the other professors that were there some voted some Mm. didn't so and it varied as two reasons why i thought the most interesting one was the the student that served was in the uh, reserve and he's like i don't vote because i have to serve the commander-in-chief or whoever is in
2: charge regardless of who wins so So they're trying to stay neutral yeah and i try and i trust that he will do the he or she will do the right thing Mm. That's a lot that of was, trust. Uh, that was kind must, of frightening. Must be nice. Woo! Must be nice. Yes, yes. Denial,
0: denial ages to a river in Egypt. Yeah.
3: yeah. And so we did kind of ask him a little bit more on that. Yeah. But um, it was, that was the first time I really kind of heard huh. that. I'm like, wouldn't you want a say as to who yeah. is leading your country? So interesting. Yeah, I was kind of blown away by that. But it's always great to find out these reasons because, yeah. you know, everybody's like, well, this is vote by mail or AVR is just not going to solve all yeah. of the voting problems and like no, it's not because it's a complex issue, right? There's but like, it certainly couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. It's, Why not it's take
0: just the easy
1: step. low-hanging fruit, yeah. right? Like we can if we can increase turnout 10%. Yeah. Right. And like that's a pretty good that's a pretty right. good win right not, there. Not not to
2: mention we've just come out of a scenario in which two elections were challenged. And You're a few more votes would have up
1: a very good point. Would have yeah.
2: would have made all the difference.
1: So we actually uh, we're recording this on Saturday, March second. Uh, Friday, March first. Last night we had in Mr. Tommy Waters. Um, oh, wonderful! We, we were speaking with him. Um, and this
0: is pretty timely. Everything you're saying yeah, about, it, it, especially voting, especially for our schedule, vote, voting by mail, like yeah, the the security, the 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 processes, the the outdated nature, everything that needs upgraded.
1: Well, he actually he he implicated the um, automatic or he implicated mail-in voting in a, an interesting way by saying that you know for absentee ballots right now. Um, there's an exact match style program for your signature on your ballot. And so if your signature on your ballot doesn't match your signature on your voter registration, then your vote may not get counted. And, uh, you know, especially in Hawaii where we have a a very high population of senior citizens and things like strokes or other mobility issues may cause your signature to be a non-exact match or uh, say, you're just a person who's trying something new with their signature. uh, You'll hear more on that story. Uh, when that episode we drops. Ex- we well, have
3: exact match now. Uh, well, it's, it's done by machine. We didn't...
0: See, this is what we learned from Tommy. We had no idea that a machine verifies those yeah. signatures. Well,
3: at least in Honolulu County, the yeah. other counties are different, yeah. right? Because Honolulu is so much the bigger. You said and, the
0: other counties, like, because they're of a smaller population, right. they can actually call and say, like, hey, did your signature change? Right. Like, is but that's
3: actually to a certain extent kind of what happens so uh from my understanding sure. is i do work with the elections officials so they do at least on honolulu they do use the signature machine i don't know what it's called specifically signature, clearly. Machine. signature, signature machine. <laughs> machine signbot
0: signbot 3000
3: yes <laughs> exactly um and so
1: so much better than the doesn't... 1000 model <laughs>
3: <laughs> all about modernizing our elections. Yep. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's 2019 people <laughs> we got to get a signbot 3000
3: <laughs> But if it doesn't match, then it gets kicked back to actual staff and they review it, you know, personally and they, you know, whether it's close or not or not. And then they do have the option of whether to um, contact the person. And I know as a result of like KHON's investigative reporting in previous elections, so they have at least sent letters to uh, some of those people. But obviously, if it comes too late in the mail like you know the day before the election that's not going to be in enough time but they do try to uh rectify that when they can but with the mass you know size that we have here and um just you know timing of everything it's not a perfect system but it's it is what it is
1: on the threat of it not being an exact match how would one be able to discern what their signature is on their voter registration is it the same signature that's at the bottom of your id
3: um, yes. In this case, um, and especially now if you register online as well, it is, you have to have a state ID or a state driver's license to register online. And it's because of that signature component. So I know it's, even mine is like weird cause you're signing on a machine, right? When you do your credit card or whatever, mm. it's a little off, but, um, again, they still have the manual looking at it. It
1: seems like a very important thing that people need to know is that, you know, you're, it's not It's not like a black box process. If you want to know how you need to sign your AVR ballot, just look at your ID, right? Yes. Yeah. I I don't think a lot of people know because it's, I don't know. I I didn't know until I asked you (laughs) and I'm more with it than some people.
0: Are these, so these sort of procedures, are these procedures outlined in the legislation that's moving forward now or would, would... Uh, rules need to be made later on by the the elections department who's administering it
3: for a signature. Yeah, like, yeah. Would it would it Things tell like you on technical... your
0: on your ballot like look at your ID to check and make
1: sure that your signature looks sure. that, that nitty- wouldn't be in the law. <laughs> it would. It, it <laughs> to would
3: look be. At your ID to well, like
1: you know, like an instruction of some sort on the ballot when it gets mailed to you so that you make sure that your ballot gets counted.
3: Well, I think they're at you know it's, they, it just says you know sign your name and I mm. think they kind of going on the assumption that you sign your name pretty consistently. Yeah,
1: but that's not a good assumption. Always, it's not. It's
3: I've not assumed Perfect. it
0: was just like hey this is our way of saying like if you if you lied like you signed you said you didn't lie so i always thought it was like a legal backup it was also
3: it is also a backup as well because you have to attest that you are mm, qualified yep. that you are over 18 that you're a u.s citizen hawaii resident okay. and all of that okay. so it's it's both it's absolutely both okay. i mean maybe there could be better instructions or things like that and i know um there can, clerks in the office of Elections are considering. Um, having a system where you can actually track your ballot, whether it was counted or not. Now you have to call the clerks to see was was my vote counted. Mm. It's still twenty
1: fourteen in some areas of our government, isn't it? Yeah. Uh maybe nineties, I don't yeah, know. Really... <laughs> oh, I was good. trying to be generous. It's <laughs> a good decade.
0: Um so yeah those that, that was that was a those that was, that was all good points. So in the Cleo article, Corey, you were quoted, you said more than sixty percent of people currently vote by mail. Um, you know, looking at for example, Kauai, the island of Kuwait is moving in the next election to try out all-mail ballots uh, how do you see the future shaking out in terms of do you think we'll eventually transition to all-mail ballots do you see a lot of obstacles in the way of that happening uh, what, what's your prognosis on the front
3: i do think that we are eventually going to go to all-mail voting because that is again what people are doing it increases every election cycle who votes by mail um, and I think that, you know, people just like the convenience. You can vote on your own time. You don't have to fight traffic, yeah.
0: et
2: cetera,
3: et cetera.
0: People who have to that. work two jobs can't get time off. Yeah.
2: You think it'll go to all-mail voting without and eliminate in-person voting altogether? Well, or just to be, keep that? to be very clear, the vote-by-mail
3: program, even with the Kauai one, there's still going to be um, early walk-in yeah. voting. Mm. And there's still going to be voter service centers available if you wanted to go in person or if you need help. Okay. Um, it's just that they need to reduce the amount of... Polling locations across the state because there's people are just not using utilizing that service, yeah. and you know they need to recruit four thousand over four thousand volunteers every election to staff, right? You know, at the polls, at the control center, delivery teams, what have you. So, I mean, it's just not sustainable. It's just not practical. They cannot get enough. I mean, at best, they usually get like seventy. 80 percent that Mm. they need and it's you know that compounds lines and problems as well so i do think we're eventually going to go there there are bills at the legislature right now some are saying and and let me just say the clerks all of the clerks and office of elections they all want vote by mail really yes and they're all very supportive of it as Hmm. well so i mean it's not them and they are ready to go like they were you know, only Kauai got it last year. I know sure. some of the other counties were like, why weren't we included too? And it's not for lack of our trying. It's just the way that that shook out, unfortunately. And um, so they, they're they ready to roll. I mean, so I know there's a bill this year that's saying 2020, all state. Uh, others are saying 2022. So it just depends. I think there's going to be a lot of education is going to be needed mm-hmm. to get people aware of, of these changes um, and how to utilize it. But I think I think we are headed on that track. And, you know, if you look at other states with vote by mail, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, they're typically in the 70 uh, percent turnout rate sure. versus our, you know, 40 to 50 yeah. percent turnout rate.
2: And uh, Oregon showed a real spike, right?
3: After automatic voter registration, they they had record uh, turnout levels as well. So. May I ask
0: a very cynical question? Of course. Um, so you you mentioned uh,
2: this is a place of hope. <laughs> <laughs> a little yeah. bit of both. A little bit of
0: both. We're uh, we're like three parts hope, one part cynicism. Yeah. You mentioned so you mentioned Washington, Oregon, Colorado as examples of states with AVR. Um, two blue states and a purplish state leaning blue. Um, you know, given Hawaii that we have we do have such a low turnout that we do we are a pretty entrenched "quote unquote" one party state. Uh, the power of incumbency, especially at the state and local level, have you found a lot of people? In in the, the powers that be Maybe don't mind so much That not everybody's voting Is that is that the source Of a lot of this friction This pretty sharp <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, If I had to take a guess Go ahead and guess possibly, you, you don't have to be As cynical as I am Possibly <laughs> I yeah. mean I don't want to say that it is for sure because nobody has ever, you know, no legislator's been like, I don't want more people voting. Name some names
1: of who you think might. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding.
3: I mean, and and even if they felt that way, why would they tell me I don't want more people voting? Right. (laughs) Of course not.
0: That's not a good look for anybody.
3: No, <laughs> unless so... they're a
1: Republican. Yeah,
0: if you're a Republican, you're you want to totally make sure, okay with that, yeah. Yeah.
3: right? Exactly. Yeah. North, so... Look at
0: North Carolina. I mean, like goodness.
2: Right. So I mean, I, I suspect there is, yeah. or Georgia, or oh. Alabama, oh. or
1: Mississippi, no. or Tennessee. Or right. Kentucky, Tell them about or the Florida. representatives in
2: Oregon. Not one of them lost a seat, right? Right. And The
3: incumbents when we then they switched to um, vote by mail and AVR. Yeah. the the incumbents didn't lose and that is something actually the league of women voters when they testify they're like they say that loud and proud and it always you know generates a few chuckles but like you know we know that they heard that when they're saying that but uh
0: you got to meet people where they are right exactly
3: exactly so you know we we don't want to say that that's the reason but in case it is let's just point it out
2: that incumbents haven't but Josh, you, you mentioned only three or four states. 17 states plus D.C. have embraced there AVR.
0: Go. There we go. I was, I'm sorry. I was just going off of, oh, uh, yeah. off of...
3: Well, those three states that I mentioned have all state vote by mail. Oh, okay. Statewide. Vote by mail. Yeah. Okay. And I think actually most of them have AVR as well. Um, actually, Any, all red of them have AVR.
1: Any red states that have AVR? Yeah.
3: Uh, actually, Georgia. Okay wait when did Georgia pass Georgia that? The, also, the, well they're going to implement it. They passed gonna say, it but they're going I to used implement it. to live it in Georgia and I They've also and they've also, did not get
0: and they've also got as a backstop uh Mr. Brian Kemp has <laughs> his exact match. <laughs> yeah. Like oh sorry this squiggly this squiggly <laughs> little line where you crossed
1: from the black counties? Oh that's not a good match. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh no you
0: crossed your T this way uh and you live in zone 6? No yeah. sorry not a match not a match not a match not a match.
1: Exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah so I mean Thank goodness we don't have that problem It could be a here. great way
1: to honestly. Maybe that's your push if you're mm-hmm. going to red states. Is this is a great way to keep certain voters out? Is you just have them mail everything in, and we try to return uh, addresses and we try to Trojan horse them yeah. into like, no, guys, we
0: like same thing. Like, hey incumbents, if you want to steal an election? Pro- <laughs> there is no better way.
3: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that maybe. Yeah. Let me know how that works when if you go back
0: to sure sure we've Uh, gone from let's have a nice chat about avr to like oceans four this is our scheme (laughs) to okay so um so moving on you know so voting is important because voters elect representatives to vote on issues and one of the biggest issues that we like to talk about and that uh you also like to talk about as we know because you know and love our dear friend nate hicks whom everybody who meets nate loves him
1: literally everybody loves him um Living Wage. Men want to be him. Women want to be him. <laughs> Everyone wants to be
0: him. Living living Wage, yes.
1: I at hope he sponsors voyage.
3: your show more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, follow him on, follow, follow him on Instagram. On Instagram and Twitter, <laughs> at Nate Hicks. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah so what? there's a really great article in Community Voice uh, that said uh, the headline is, A Living Wage Will Help Native Hawaiians. Um, yes. Because yep. it is, ba- basically the, the statistic pointed out is that Seventy percent of Native Hawaiians live paycheck to paycheck in their own in their own homeland. Yeah. You the...
2: know, you should talk to Carmen Hulu-Lindsay, the, Ohio the, Ohio Ohio trustee, the writer of that article, who wrote that. Yeah, because one, she speaks for Maui, so it's a neighbor island voice. She's great on on in conversation. She's also a great entertainer. She might sing for you. Oh, yeah. But uh, it just is unconscionable that more than fifty percent, I think, of Hawaiians have to Native Hawaiians have to spend more than a third of their income towards rent. So if you're a minimum wage worker, imagine what that does to you. Already at minimum wage, yeah. you're earning 21,000 as opposed to the 33,000 or something that the state, this is the thing, the state itself knows what it takes to get by.
1: $17 an hour, $34,000 a year
0: if you're making, if you're working I mean, 2,000 HUD, HUD says if you're under 93K, you're low income. So, <laughs> right. so we're all screwed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. So if we if we're doing policy based on reality and based on data, it should be a no-brainer that we raise the minimum wage. And yet here we are arguing about it still. We're talking about giving people increases of what fifty cents a year.
1: Oh, it's brutal. I think we're uh, asking
2: them to wait five years or three years to get to twelve dollars or 50 fifty.
1: Two weeks ago, we had Nate on the show. Uh,
0: did he, did, he didn't sing for us though no he he did not
1: <laughs> normally it's me who
0: has to do the singing he's not much, on this nate, show nate is many things many amazing things but he, he will not sing. Is, is he an entertainer we don't I know i made yet.
2: him sing at my house oh Interesting.
0: Have, this is a story is this a story for on the air or for off air
1: <laughs> apparently nate it's likes questions. to sing if he drinks tequila no um yeah i think the it's the senate bill right now is it's Twelve dollars an hour by twenty twenty two or twenty twenty four. Please mean, sir, it, may I have some more. It's it's a
2: yes. It's 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 Dickinson. It the, yeah. barely the, keeps
1: pace with inflation, yeah. and it
2: doesn't. There's no mechanism for keeping pace uh, pace with inflation, which is one of the things that the advocates want, which is reasonable. You know, uh, David Brooks today, just before I left the house, I was reading his column, and he was talking about how the the Republicans have so given in to the culture of Trump. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, ultimately, you've got to ask yourself, are you going to come out, when, you, when you're looking yourself in the mirror, are you going to come out on the side of generosity or are you going to come out on the side of greed? But it's more than that. Are you going to come out on the side of justice? This is, none of us would accept being asked to wait three or four years to make $2.40 more. And yet we are actually contemplating doing that. You know, once a week on Fridays, I go to to Kalihi. There is a Catholic worker house on the grounds of St. Elizabeth's Episcopalian Church. It's all about ecumenical. Coexistence, yes. Yeah, ecumenical unity. This is
0: how you know we're in Honolulu and not Belfast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But it's a wonderful place. And and I go there once a week and just give them two hours so that the, the people who run the place which is David Catron K- uh, and Barbara Mennett, the Catholic workers, you know, the whole Catholic worker tradition, Dorothy Day, and the whole idea of feeding the poor, the, the corporal act, uh, acts of mercy. For two hours, I actually come face to face with the people in need. Mm-hmm. And I think I th- that's what is needed in our legislature. We need to have more empathy. If we put ourselves in the, in the shoes of the people who are earning minimum wage, some of them in two jobs, and are not making it, and if if we we are able to see, I mean, pope everyone loves to say how how wonderful Pope Francis is, but and he constantly talks about encountering God in the next person. And I don't mean to sound pious, mm-hmm. but all this talk about heaven up there—no, you know, heaven is around you. It's what you you make of it. It's what you do for the person next to you. You know, Desmond Tutu, Bishop Desmond Tutu came here a few years ago, and he. He used this concept of—I'm I mean, not sure if I'm pronouncing this right—Ubuntu. Ubuntu,
0: Ubuntu yeah. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. the idea that a person is a person through other persons. Pope Francis says the same thing. When you encounter God in the ne- in the person next to you, you 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 have to be able to see and you have to be able to feel. And one of the things you know, whenever I testify, the I keep saying we talk about this and we talk about living wage in the abstract. It's not abstract. No sustainability is not abstract it's about human beings it's about human beings being able to thrive on this planet together and you cannot thrive alone you just cannot this is what i don't understand when you take away when you dismantle epa and you dismantle environmental regulations when you pollute the streams and then you go to, to church on sunday and pray to a god who's up there
1: who, a god who told you to steward the earth and steward yeah. creation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. What happened to your care of creation? But even let's take that aside. Let's set that aside. What about your children and your grandchildren? I keep asking. My poor the husband, free market
0: will take care of them. Sorry. The free market will take care yes, of them. Yes,
2: exactly. You know? Do you know the the, the poet laureate uh, Tracy Smith? I don't know her she, personally. My. <laughs> But my daughter posted this little interview that she did, uh, along with an article, and she talked about the place of poetry. Poetry kind of fallen by the wayside, but sure. you know, I started out as an English major, as a poetry major, and so I keep trying to to bring poetry into the classroom. We had this wonderful local poet, Christy Passion, come and talk to my class uh, two days ago about family matters, which is the seminar that I, I not teach. not the TV right
1: now. show. The, oh
2: the, the no, no, there's There's no little there unfortunately uh-huh. i that was the classic. I didn't, I didn't I was bit
1: of a little bit of a little bit of a of a little bit of a
2: little bit of a little
1: bit Anyway, a little bit of a right and and so,
2: and, and we met, we talked about Tracy Smith a little bit, but Chrissy was talking about different kinds of families in, in, in she's a critical care nurse, but she talked about growing up on Sand Island, how she remembered fishing and crabbing there, and you know uh, families have been destroyed with this galloping pace of development where you send bulldozers in where people once lived mm-hmm. and what, where they once made a living and tracy Smith in that Tracy Smith interview, she talks about how if we want to have any kind of defense against the the ravages of our market-driven culture, we have to cleave to language that fosters humility, that awakens our commitment to each other, that helps us see what we owe to each other. Because with, and and, you know, it's sort of the same vein as as, uh, David Brooks saying, are you gonna choose generosity or are you you gonna choose greed?
1: Well, I think the, unfortunate reality is that you've got a whole generation of people who are being raised on this greed is good. Ayn Randian yes. culture yep. of, you know, John Galt, the only thing men can count on is his labor and
2: Right.
0: And Empathy, empathy a, doesn't get you reelected. Well and they also Empathy uh, doesn't write donation checks. But they also
1: they have a they have a a class of billionaires who want so badly to pay less in taxes that they spend countless sums of money marketing to these people and not just you know it doesn't start the day that you turn on fox news or you put on westwood one and listen to rush limbaugh it starts when you're very very young and people That's you know right. you ask your mom and dad you know why is this person poor and they say oh because they they made the choices for themselves it, right. to be poor and it's, they you know this is their choice this is their fault this is their fault and they need to need make that the mom and dad make that that sort of proclamation because they were taught that by somebody and And they
2: would pull up their bootstraps if they only they had boots yeah
1: Yeah. i mean it's a the the question is really because you know these this sort of insidious greed that is behind the scenes has been uh has been very smart and shrewd about how it operates so you have i mean if you want to look at it from a very practical standpoint like the was it in Kansas, where the Koch brothers were funding a group that was um, trying to get evolution taught alongside creationism in in a state textbook, and like, and they were going. There's there's another group that goes through uh, that's Koch funded, and it looks for all the instances of is it slavery or social justice This came across my Twitter feed this week, and then they they email the. Or they uh, write to the textbook publishers and say, "Actually, that's not how it happened. It happened this way." And they sort of are advocating boots on the ground all the time, at every level, constantly. And it's like a, it's a, it's sort of a tsunami that you just, you know, we're trying to hold it back, but all we've got is a screen door. Like, how yeah. are we gonna? When
0: your opponent has unlimited resources and doesn't really care about, and you're just trying to get people truth, a four
1: dollar yeah. an hour or five dollar an hour uh, wage increase. I mean, it's. Yeah. That's a big Was it, fight.
0: Wasn't it a Martin Luther King quote, like the, about the the cruelty of telling somebody to pull yourself up by the bootstraps? And they don't have they don't have boots. Like we're I, at the point people don't even have feet anymore. How are this? Spo- <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. that's
1: <sighs> a that's because of. I mean, that's a real thing. They yeah. really don't because you know processed food, corporate conglomerates, yeah. diabetes, getting your feet amputated. It's a real problem. Yeah, but
2: but look, Mayor Caldwell just talked about how he's so thrilled that the progress has been made in in uh, you know the. Point in time count. He's made
1: zero progress. He's made in fact, progress. well, no, was it if yesterday?
2: You look around you.
3: Yeah.
2: All I can see are growing encampments. All I can yeah. see when I go to St. Elizabeth's every Friday is people who come to the door saying, "Can I have a food bag?" Yep. People don't want to do this. I had a, a guy come one day and say, as he asked for the food bag, you know, he must have been in his fifties, seemed educated, depressed, and he said, "I." He was signing for the food bag, and he says, "I want to die." And I said, "Oh, come on! You don't want to say it. no. I want to die. I hope I die. Oh, I, I and and you know, I felt so inadequate in the moment, but I I keep thinking I want our lawmakers to go out there and do it. One of the th- reasons I do this every Friday is because it reminds me of what it is we're talking about.
0: Yeah, real actual yeah. human lives.
1: Another another parallel to that. Um, I've I've had a similar a similar experience. I actually used to work with." Um, The homeless community quite a bit when i was when i was younger and uh, i grew up very poor and uh we're here now on the podcast and we are privileged to be able to interview a lot of lawmakers and we've interviewed last in the election cycle a lot of state lawmakers and i think sort of a corollary of that point is you have these same people who are allocating money away from things like education uh and you say well where do your kids go to school where did you go to school yes and they all went to private schools and we trust these people who went to private schools and send their kids to private schools to
2: provide for public to provide for
1: public education are you kidding me and then whenever i ask the question some they look at me like i'm the asshole and i'm like no let's be very honest here like you don't have everybody's best you don't have everybody's best interest in your heart because you're trying to figure out how much money you're going to give every year at pinhill carnival like if we're going to call a spade a spade, like they don't, they're not looking out for you. And I, Is I don't. Michael Jackson,
0: they don't really care about us.
1: <laughs> I think there should be. I mean, if, if I was going to vote for if I could wave a magic wand and make any policy real, I would make a policy that every single public servant has to send their kids yes. to public school.
2: And, and, you and, have to and be you'll the one. see a real transformation of public education. Overnight.
0: Yeah, Overnight you would. And pay all uh, elected officials a minimum wage. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, none of us, none of us would accept being asked to wait three or four years for a race. So why do we think it's okay to pass a policy that says the people who make the least have to wait three or four years to make a couple of bucks more?
0: It's just exactly like it's that, just, you know, when uh, people people were saying like, oh, how is it that gay marriage, the yes. the political evolution on gay marriage happens so quickly? It's because, you know, counterpoint, the children of the rich and powerful never wake up one day black and poor. <laughs> so there's it's, it all. To your point, it all comes back to empathy. Political empathy is what we need.
2: And almost every Republican lawmaker who comes around to the idea of gay marriage, or to LGBT rights, comes to it because his daughter or son yep. is mm-hmm. gay. That's yep. the only time they somehow are able to see.
0: Yeah. What's and with the me, same thing with me too. Well, as a father of daughters, right? I can't. You know, I can't abide this. Like, no. How about as a human being?
1: Uh, I think another person who showed a lot of empathy uh, is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and he JC nice Jewish boy. Well, I, I <laughs> one of my so I, I read this book by a, a guy who's a uh, Christian radical, and it sort of actually changed my entire perspective on politics. It's called Jesus for President it's by a guy named Shane Claiborne. It's one of the best books I've ever read, even if it's a little campy at times. Uh, the whole premise is really radical. It's what if Jesus just meant what he said? Yes. And like, he says, love the poor, you know, love your enemies. Uh, and one of the arguments he makes is, you know, when he says, uh, if if somebody is the turn the cheek argument, if somebody slaps you on your right cheek, turn him the other. Also it's, there's, there's so many, uh, there's so many different cultural implications there, not the least of which is you know hitting with your left hand, which was traditionally used for wiping uh, after the bathroom. But the other thing is that when somebody, when you turn to them the other, also it's look them in the eye and let them yes. see the humanity in your eye. And it kind of goes back to that meeting people where they are, let them see what they're doing and see if if they can if that spawns some sort of empathy because things are just so much different whenever you have to look at it. Like for instance, plastic straw ban. Uh, I was like kind of agnostic on it. Yeah, it's a good idea. This week, I watched a video of a sea turtle crying mm. as it had a plastic straw pulled out of its nose and bleeding from its face. Oh. I don't think I'll ever use another plastic straw again. And like, because things affect you when you see them and you have to deal with them and confront them head yeah. on.
0: Or you I mean, I mean if, as long as we're, if we're if we're going beyond ecumenical and interfaith, like it's like we're uh, not we're not. This is a Christian only <laughs> thing. Listen, <laughs> no, the Buddha, the Buddha, right? Like he went out into the world and he saw, oh my god, like look what? What? What is going on? Yeah. And then and then yeah. that prompted him to try to figure out, what you know, what do we do about this? Yeah, Jesus did it. He did it better, but and our listenership just evaporated. Please please direct your complaints to at Ryan is little.
2: <laughs> you should go listen to Father David Gerlach at St. At Elizabeth's because what you just said about looking into other people's eyes and turning the other cheek and the literalness of Jesus' message. What did he what did he meant that was exactly the subject of his sermon last week. And it's so grounded in the public square, so grounded in the politics of, of you know, our, our our town, our place, our state, our country, our world. It's not about let's put our hands together and pray for, you know, yeah. send our thoughts and prayers to the people who are being exactly. overcome yeah. by tsunamis. You what, know? Yeah. what a
1: lot of people don't realize i think evangelicals what they don't realize specifically because evangelicalism is a absolute plague upon our nation is that jesus was a ve- was a very political person and Dude, they yes. would have called ice on jesus man. yeah he wasn't jesus was not crucified because he said you know love each other he was crucified because he was a he political was a dissident and, and he, was he was threat a threat to the yeah. to the roman empire and he was unwilling to bend the knee to rome and then if you really understand the context in which the gospel was written and understand the context in which the messages were given, that like it's rife with political themes all throughout. I mean, yes. you have themes on taxation, give to God what is God, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. You have themes of pacifism and anti-war, turn to your uh, enemy the other cheek. You have... Did you
2: say give to God what is Caesar's?
1: Give to God what is God, and to Caesar okay, what is Caesar's. Yeah, yeah I, render unto right. render
0: unto somebody.
1: Uh, yes. Give to God what is Caesar. No, that uh, that will get me thrown in jail right now. Uh, and then Woody Guthrie idea. had the had the quote um, that if Jesus came and preached in New York City, what he preached back then, we'd put him all back into the grave again. And like it's it's a very honest statement. Like he wasn't the the whole thing is meant to be political. So for Christians to unabashedly uh, follow these just Donald, Donald ghoulish Trump. leaders. Well did you know that, this I is mean, the
2: hypocrisy is spectacular, but, isn't yeah, it?
1: I'm, I'm, well it's like it's Pharisaical if it's yes. anything. And I think that's what I realized growing up evangelical is that the evangelical church became the Pharisees of the first century where you know you have all these laws and regulations and how pious you are and yeah. how faithful you are, but you're actually, as uh, Jesus said, uh, a brood of vipers uh, or whitewashed tombs. So, but at least
0: they're hashtag pro life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but Democrats are somehow killing babies but, after they're
0: born. But but literally, we're living through the American Holocaust Imagine right we've got
1: we've got, what is it, uh, Signbot 3000? You've got like, uh, I don't know, B- Baby Destroyer 9,000? That's what the Democrats are funding that's right who, now? That's who but the Democrats are going to nominate in 2020. George Soros.
0: George
2: Soros, George Soros and, is Baby
0: Cru- and Baby Crusher 9,000.
2: But, but that's what we've reduced religion yeah. to, right? We've reduced religion to how we manage women's wombs. Yeah. You know, and, and keep it's just this is supposed to be faith is supposed to be a quest yep. faith is supposed to be a journey it's supposed to be an encountering of heaven on earth mm-hmm. you know of encountering god and the other person and suddenly we've turned this into this bureaucratic structure we talk about bishops palaces for god's sake yeah you know i'm so proud of the of the work that the catholic church has done in in Especially the sisters. I think the sisters rock.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think <laughs> most people. agree The about women that. are great. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the women are not the but, ones we have the issue with.
2: <laughs> but we just had a summit. You mentioned that you. Had, we had a summit in 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 Rome. Yeah. To figure out what we do about the oh, child sexual man. abuse crisis. Just I guess we don't we're, do as, that anymore. I guess
1: as, we're going to have to
0: stop. To stop. I guess and, we're going to have to like. Uh, wow, man, shucks. This Romans is tough we let's, let's a tough We had that summit, study. right?
2: let yeah. a study. It's, it's a crime. That's yeah. what, it's very simple. It's a crime. Yeah. So if it's a crime, you pick up the phone and you call the police. And you turn this perpetrator over to the police I, so that he gets... Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. That sounds like Caesar
2: territory, yeah. though. I don't
1: know. <laughs> do, you, do you guys follow the onion at all? Uh, the onion? Yeah. It's like, I, there's a headline that was like... Oh, God. Uh, Pope
0: Francis is like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa nuns too i mean i get kids <laughs> no. but like
1: no there was another one that was like a uh, man who came from child molestation summit doesn't understand why no one will hang out with him and he's wearing yes. a shirt that says like uh child sex summit 2019 or something <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. Oh. yeah it's it's a big problem
2: and i mean the word catholic itself means universal yeah and we always talk about God loves everyone. We love these platitudes. You know, God loves everyone. We're all God's children, yeah. but not if you're gay. Yeah. Yeah. And not if you're a woman. Yeah.
0: What or if you were born in the wrong well, if country. If you're a
1: woman, you're God's ch- child if you've married the right man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And then if you can have as
2: many children as he wants. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. You know?
0: If you're willing to be a broodmare for the state, you are absolutely one, one of God's anointed.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> So
0: we are we are getting onto this is this is a subject of your of your of your blogging. Um, tell us tell us a little bit about like what you like to write about. and What prompted you to to start to start your blog, Free Catholic Gateway?
2: Actually, it was I was running an agency downtown then. And uh, may we ask which agency? Loomis ISC. Okay. It was started by Jim Loomis some years ago. I came to Honolulu, not having any plans to start to run an agency. I had run it in Malaysia and Singapore. But the man who had given me my first job in Malaysia invested in an agency in Honolulu that was in trouble at the time. And through a series of circumstances, I found myself attending an event at the agency. And next thing I knew, he had made me CEO of the agency. And I thought, oh, what the- I guess I got to right. make it work. What did the and agency
1: do? I'm curious.
2: It was, it, when I took it over, it was an advertising agency. In my tenure there, which was about nine years, I turned it away from marketing, from advertising, retail advertising, which was like, I, you know, the older I grow, the less I want to sell furniture. <laughs> fair.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. very fair. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather
2: advocate for courses yeah. and I look around me and there's so many things. I love this place. It's never been, a, my husband and I have lived around the world and no place has been as welcoming as this place. And I feel like I have an obligation to do something to earn my place here. And so, what I kept encountering was so many of the social services in Hawaii are provided by nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And yet, the boards that run nonprofits don't necessarily fund nonprofits to support their twin challenges, which is capacity building and fundraising. To do capacity building and fundraising, you need to have communications. Yep. Ask them how many of them have a full time, qualified communications person who's paid well enough, who has funds for advertising, in the way that a private sector company has to promote their product or b- a brand.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, we, have a, so- we have a Twitter account. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> and so I, I moved the, wasn't the smartest move in terms of profitability, because nonprofits can't pay very much, but it was extremely satisfying in terms of making a contribution where it was needed. And Senator Leslie Hara came, picked up the phone one day or sent some advocates to me who were, who were working on marriage equality. And they, and frankly, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to LGBT equality or, or anything like that, but these people came to the office and said they wanted to talk to me. And Senator Hara and I, I have great regard for him. And he said, go talk to her. She'll listen to you. So they said, would you help us advance this, this bill? And so we became the agency for that effort. And actually got helped get the bill passed. It was vetoed by Governor Lingle at first. Mm. Had to do it again Mm. and then it it passed. But in the course of that, there were things there were positions taken by my church, my church, the church I belong to, Mm -hmm. that said, this is wrong, it shouldn't pass. And I remember walking out of my office, I didn't know anything about blogging, and saying to one of the uh, designers then, start me up a blog account. Yeah, (laughs) I'm starting right now and I said and she says what do I call it I said free catholic 808
1: That sounds like <laughs> because,
2: <laughs> I- because I I refuse to be pushed out of my church and I think the church is not in the pulpit it's in the pews Yeah And preacher sister Women <laughs> women are not given their rightful position in the church yet we are still stuck in the dark ages as far as women are concerned we're still stuck in the dark ages as far as do you know the church still has the catholic church has still not disavowed the doctrine of discovery do you know the doctrine of discovery this is the 15th century papal bull oh, like... that said white people can come and take away native lands because god is with them
0: wait is that wrong <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were receiving a breaking update. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that is no longer the case. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Ooh. And as
2: recently as I think 2005, yeah. Justice Ginsburg, whom we all love, based a decision on a claim by a Native American group on that doctrine of discovery, on the precedent set by the doctrine of discovery. Uh-oh. From the 15th century, the Episcopal Church has disavowed it, a number of other Protestant churches have disavowed it. The Catholic Church, not yet.
1: So why, why have you stayed Catholic?
2: Because I refuse to cede the ground to a male leadership that is so completely out of touch. I was educated in a Franciscan convent. My mother was a very pragmatic Catholic. She, was, she had a great faith, but it was a, she wasn't about rules. She was about, you know, what God gives you in one hand, you're supposed to give out to the other. That was the foundation of, of what we were told. We were constantly being asked. I mean, going to visit my mom was like, you know, so-and-so is having a crisis and we need to help. And so we were always getting hit on by my mother for donations for this person or that. Often people we didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, to me, that's that was her faith. And she has, she has passed that on so that I don't have very much respect for laws. Mm-hmm. I have much more uh, a sense of, awareness of grace. Yeah. I think faith should be about grace not about laws. I think Pope Francis said something like that. We 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 need to value the grace that has been given us to to embark on a journey of faith. And and the church as an institution has a lot to repent, a lot to lot to lot to be to make up for, to make amends for, and we're not doing enough. So I, I really do. I'm not saying this as a crazy feminist, but I really think it's time the women took over the church.
0: Yeah, you 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 wrote an article. Uh, Let the sisters lead. Yes. Yeah, and All I read this that this guy does his research. I do, I do, uh, and it reminded me, you know, and exactly what you were saying, My mom's favorite quote. Uh, I'm not sure if it's actually a Saint Francis quote. I, I, I hear it might be misattributed to him, but uh, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use yes, words. Exactly. And I was like, I was like, I wanted to stand up and cheer when I was reading that. So tell tell us tell us about that article and what you are what you propose.
2: Well, I just think, first of all, these are man-made rules. Jesus was off his time. Yes, he had 12 male apostles, but that was off his time. Now, if we are going to... to
1: Well, his closest advisors were, a lot of them were women. Women, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, Mary Magdalene was...
0: Just because you were hanging out with your bros doesn't mean like hanging out with your bros needs to be the governance structure for the next 2,000 years. Most of my
1: close friends are men, but most of my closest advisors, a lot of them are women. (laughs) <laughs> i don't want to say i'm like jesus but
2: no and you, you think about it the the <laughs> word was made flesh through mary yeah you know he the women who who went to the tomb that was were the people who discovered the open tomb were women
3: mm-hmm.
2: i mean it wasn't it didn't go to these 12 men the, they ran away yeah in his time of crisis they ran away yeah. peter, these peter women denied went him toward...
0: doubting thomas right. i mean i Judas—it's—it's it's the guy's whole fault to begin with. Like yeah. the men, the men did not check out of that story very well. I exactly. don't exactly.
2: So, so two thousand years later, to keep saying that God intended for His high priest to be men, yeah, is to me just just you know runs in the face of common sense. Yeah. It's well, especially the boys—the boys' club keeping up the no girls, exactly. keeping up the no girls allowed side. Well, and
1: he it's not like Jesus gave pretty clear instructions on how he wanted things ran. He was just like, Hey guys, I think we should love everybody and maybe not be such a murderous empire. Oh, I died. Like,
2: right. The gospel, <laughs> oh, now according, I'm back. Like, the gospel
0: according to Ryan,
1: like that was, that was kind of all we got. And like, if you look at the first century, those guys didn't go around immediately establishing hierarchical structure. They like, they were just going village village, exactly. like, hey, this one guy uh, was alive and then he died and then he came back and he said he was God, so you guys should remember that and worship him. And people were like, all right. And they're okay, bye. On to the next place. Like, there was no, there was no, like, I mean, dude, there, there was your, at some point. Your
0: Cliffs Notes Acts it's... of the Apostles is tremendous. <laughs> like, I've, that,
1: <laughs> well, it, it wasn't, I mean, that's, you even
0: mentioned, like, some dude fell off a horse and then he was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, there wasn't, like, a, there wasn't a, uh, there wasn't like this moment where jesus sat down and said hey this is how it needs to be and there wasn't uh until much later a time where abelos goes all right we're kind of getting murdered here and there's questions about who's telling the truth in regards to the whole story let's let's figure out a structure but it was there was there never
2: was never any teaching about amassing wealth no. or building no. palaces well, there was, or museums or cathedrals women
1: are worse than men so they can't be teachers at all right like it it never
0: that was just by virtue of coming out of the middle east in zero ce like it was just a patriarchal ass culture one of the things that i really like that you said is that uh that christianity
1: doesn't have to be so rules-based and yes. i think that's a big problem in evangelical culture is that uh despite the idea of like scandalous grace which was uh preached by paul and then later by calvin and the after the reformation um which Calvin obviously led to the Southern Baptist Church and they're, you know, they are what they are. Uh, one of my favorite stories when actually reading the gospel is uh, in Luke 6, where Jesus is talking about um, when David went into the temple and ate the bread that was for the Levitical priests. Um, so it's King David in the Old Testament. And basically his men were starving, he was starving. And they went in the temple and ate this bread that was for them. And the, the penalty for that, I believe, was was death. And he was like, was this wrong? And everybody's like, no, nah, that's okay. And he's like, yeah, so maybe there's more to faith than just adhering to this super, super strict set of rules that isn't for the benefit of people. Like was man created for the Sabbath or was Sabbath created for the man? It's like one of my, some of my favorite quotes i sorry. I just love, I lo- anytime people start talking about how Christianity isn't meant to be rules-based, I get really excited. Yeah,
2: no, and I think the older I grow, the less time or patience I have with, with man-made rules, you know. Mm-hmm. Beyond the rules, that says we are meant to be in a covenantal relationship with each other. We are meant to look out for each other. We are meant to look out for the planet. Anything, you know, if you think about it, all of the great religions say the same thing. They all say do unto others as you would have them do unto you. They say it in slightly different words. Mm-hmm. They all say love your neighbor. So if, if we want to love God and if we want to, to speak of, of belonging, of being Christian, it, it so sets my teeth on edge every time you watch these hearings in Congress or you have people coming out and talking about what is wrong and who, and who should be believed and who should not. It's, it's just this emphasis on, on form over substance the emphasis on rules over relationship mm-hmm. is just wrong. And, and, you know, I think if if, if cr- I won't ever stop being Catholic, but I'm less of an institutional Catholic. You know, I gravitate to where I think I can sort of see heaven in around me. Because I don't, you know, the older you grow, the, the less you have answers for questions. And the more you you feel a sense of urgency about, this is the world we have. This is this is creation. We got to do the best we can by it.
1: That's well. That's a good point to end on. If I think listeners, if you think that uh, Miss Maurice Webster is Doctor Maurice Webster, excuse me, Doctor <laughs> Maurice Webster is raising. I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Salient points that you would agree with. Uh, one way for you to do that. Uh, to agree with those points in a very public way and have a meaningful uh, way of making your voice known is by voting in the automatic voter registration that Miss Corey Tanita
0: is pushing for. Seamless radio professional. Yep.
1: Ties it all together. Uh, And ladies, we thank both of you for your time. We don't want to keep you here all day. Uh, But we do have just a few more incredibly crucial questions that we
0: need to ask you both. Yes. But... Listeners, if you want to continue the conversation, you can find them, Dawn Blogs, at FreeCatholic808.com. Oh, DawnMorays.com. Yeah. Moraes.com And you can find her on Twitter. That's M-O-R-A-I-S, Marais. And you can find her on Twitter at? FreeCatholic808. Perfect. And Corey, if people... No, nope, Corey's like, don't talk to Corey's me. Corey's not on Twitter. Just, just support AVR. I'm not There's on a Twitter. It's a godless That's, hellscape, yeah. and why does anybody
1: do it? That's why I
3: quiet. I let the professional rabble-rouser do all the talking. Like, I... Nothing to add, but oh, very <laughs> contact me through oh, Don.
0: Where can where can, uh, so if people want to learn more about AVR and your and your push for it, where can people go, Corey? Uh
3: avr-hawaii.com.
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Seems like a
1: very perfectly named website.
3: Thank thanks to Don. As I almost made it something
2: else. Tell their lawmakers that we have to have a living wage this year. We
1: Boom. agree, uh, very emphatically. Living wage. That. Um, all right, ladies. So our, our our last few questions. Again, most important that we're going to ask you. We ask. Everyone, what is your favorite restaurant in Honolulu? Because a lot of people listen to this show and want restaurant recommendations, and you have to provide us one, or we won't let you leave. Yes, we will. (laughs) Uh,
0: We give people all sorts of parameters. If you could say, we make them all up. Yeah, um, like favorite, like comfort food. Favorite, like if you need to do like interview, date night, like it could be any any. As many as you want to list, depending on as many categories as you need to hit to to shout out all your favorite restaurants, you can. This can be as as, as expansive as needed. As the need
1: reason we ask is because I go to all of them, and <laughs> I, I do. Met. You go
2: to the Olive Tree in Kahala?
1: I have been to yes. the Olive Tree That's in Kahala. The best
2: Greek food anywhere. Whoa. I oh,
1: love the Olive Tree oh, in Kahala.
2: We have Greek food every Wednesday. My husband comes home from a late session of the class i thought
1: you were catholic not greek orthodox
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh christian
1: joke
2: exactly i'm catholic i take all kinds of food i'm universal
0: yeah Yeah, there's no schism here folks no fish (laughs) on fridays yeah
3: anywho i like hewley's the southern barbecue and aea i've
1: heard that from Mm -hmm. several people and being a southern person who loves barbecue i've never had it and i feel that i should where is it um i assume on cam highway
3: uh no, it's in IAEA. Like, is that kind I no? Kind not the IAEA shopping center, but the one below it. Okay, if that makes sense, kind of like what? What is it by there? the post office? Uh, Josh
1: is from IAEA. Mm, he knows it better than I do.
3: No, 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 no. You know what, IAEA like bull.
1: Oh yeah, so I, I, IAEA Heights the to, Drive on the way go, up to IAEA Heights, right?
3: But if you, it's the shopping center below it, so it's, what's that intersection? Um, IAEA Heights Drive and that means Freeway. Yeah, Wanlua. Lua. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit below Juan um, Lua.
1: That's Hugh, H-U-G-H, Lees? Yeah. Okay, Okay, we'll check it out. I will you go there. You should
2: go to Island Brews.
1: Island Brews? Have you been to Island Brews? Tell me more about it. It's
2: a little place on the water in Hawaii Kai that's right next to you are talking about comfort place. When we want a quick breakfast or a light lunch, you go. And they also have opened up a place in Ala Moana and it's run by this oh. young couple. Uh, Peyu makes the best croissant breakfast sandwich.
0: Well, I Sounds will try like that. Me. I'm not opposed to that. No, I love
1: croissants. I found that out. I was in Japan recently and there was lots of, uh, a nation
0: famous for its croissants.
1: You would. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I was so surprised. There was so many chocolate croissants there and I ate chocolate croissant every morning for breakfast for nine days and now I have type 2 diabetes.
0: Oishi? Oishi. Oishi test. All
1: right. Well, ladies, thank you for answering our most important questions. Yes. As well as all the other stuff about how to make the world a better place. Yada, yada, yeah, every week, same time. We we very much appreciate yeah. both of you and would
0: love to have both of you back yeah. to any, continue
1: this conversation.
0: Any, any last words of wisdom? Any last final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners?
3: No. Just get involved whatever way, whether it's voting, whether it's serving on a board or commission, attending a community meeting. Listening to a relevant Re- podcast. Listening to a podcast. Every little it's, bit helps. I, right? Don't do the slacktivism. Let's slacktivism. get out there like a little bit. Like, because I know you're listening. Yeah. So I, what else are you doing?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I think it's wonderful what you guys are doing.
1: Well, thank oh, thank you. We uh, think it's wonderful oh, what you're doing.
3: Oh,
2: but, you know, there's so many businesses that are doing the right thing, but they're not necessarily being heard. So if any of your your listeners know of a business that is actually paying its workers well, that supports a living wage, tell us about it.
1: Yeah. Representative tell Tina no, Weilberger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She I know about owns a Tina company and, on Maui. Yeah. And
2: Russell Ruderman has mm-hmm. got Island Naturals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Hay on the on uh, who runs South Shore Design.
1: Okay, shout I out mean, to you, Eric.
2: Yeah. So there's oh, been.
1: Uh, what about oh. being about town? Yes, being yeah. about town yeah. is a
2: great supporter. He says yeah. to, to, them. B- to not pay someone a living wage is corruption. Yeah. Which I thought was a good way of putting it.
1: He's a wonderful, wonderful person,
0: and his business is doing well.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: What is it? What a what a novel concept! It's, it's almost as if you don't need your employees to rely on food stamps. It's true. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, what a, this, thank you for having me. Just a pleasure yeah. Pleasure you. having this is, you this here is, This is great we we'll hope to do it again soon Yeah Blue Hawaii podcast Blue y'all. Hawaii, Blue Blue Hawaii. Hawaii. Shoutouts Shout out time Big happenings in Hawaii high school sports From the Iolani school bulletin The Iolani math team is on a run Arguably the most remarkable Certainly the most unheralded winning streak In interscholastic competition the school's Varsity Math team has taken home the Oahu Mathematics League's Championship trophies for 26 years in a row. These monsters of the mean, median, and mode haven't lost a meet since April 2015, 23 meets ago. Previous to that blemish, the team had a win streak of 66 wins, which was preceded by another streak of 60 meets in a row. And there's a chance that these achievements will be matched one day, because just a month ago, the team won the second meet of the season by overtaking second place, Punahou school by 112 points, 286 to 174, the widest margin of victory in league history. In addition, the Iolani Junior Math Varsity team has won the league championship every year since the division was created 18 years ago. In addition, the school has had to hire extra security guards to keep all the girls off those really cool guys. Yeah! Math, 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 math. Speaking of good news for Eos, one last Iolani story. Conservationists rejoice the Hawaiian Hawks are no longer endangered, according to the Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, environmentalists rejoice, is the Hawaiian News Now caption. Um, But I wouldn't really trust the federal government to do anything involving animals right now. That's true. So maybe the reason that the population has rebounded so well is that they were protected. Maybe they should stay protected. I don't know. That's just me. What do you think?
1: I think I want to shout out Hart, Hart. who has received three federal subpoenas in three weeks, which is... The trifecta. I believe two more than our city prosecutor has received. The triple crown. (laughs) The triple crown. Dude. Yep. Oh, Uh, that's not good.
0: No, not necessarily uh did you know that the hawk is benefiting from an increase in habitat a decrease in the human population on the big island a number of reforestation projects and efforts to reduce the spread of strawberry guava trees basically we kill everything we touch i don't i i guess strawberry guava trees are bad i don't know oh another shout out we uh we don't usually push publicity for rival podcasts but there's a new one and it's pretty epic especially if you enjoy our petty nba banter Uh, It's produced by the Players' Tribune, and it's called Knuckleheads, starring Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, two former NBA stars. The tagline, totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball in the 90s, when things were pretty ratchet. Um, Listen. Here's the description. Listen as they invite special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on court celebration they made wildly popular. Just ask the 2003-04 Holy Family Catholic Academy Wildcats. I assume that is an inside joke. That's I uh so I scored two whole baskets during my Catholic Schools League career. Hey, what an appropriate since you know, thanks to Don, what an appropriate uh riff. That's true. Yeah, but I, I did Did you show empathy for your opponents? No. I, you I threw it down like a house of fire on I, their heads. And then I, and then I did the knucklehead, just like just like Darius Miles himself. <laughs> So everybody go listen to that. That's yeah. pretty good. Um, uh, oh, remember when we told you about Brett Kavanaugh's remarkable ignorance on Native Hawaiian rights and history? I remember that because it was in our show notes. Well, Donald Trump nominated another East Coast Howley lawyer who went to the Supreme Court not knowing anything about Hawaii, but she didn't let that stop her. Shout out to you, Shannon Lee Gosling, nominee to be the DOJ's Director of the Office of Violence Against Women. Oh, boy.
1: Let me just read you one quote from Miss Gosling. Quote, over one million American citizens in Hawaii are under siege by what can fairly be called an evil empire dedicated to native Hawaiian supremacy. That's strong. That's a
0: strong, that's a deep cut. I dare you. Hashtag hot take. Dare you to come and say that in Honolulu. (laughs) If you want to know what it feels like to smoke crack cocaine, you can read uh, Ms. Gosselin's full brief uh, produced in part thanks to the Grassroot Institute of Hawaii. There's such fine folks. Huh. The Grassroots Institute of Hawaii's is full Amicus brief in State of Hawaii v. Office of Hawaiian Affairs 2008. It's a gem. It's a real gem. Also, And by gem, I mean it's like literally the worst thing I've ever read in my entire <laughs> life. Also,
1: uh, shout out to the Los Angeles Rams and Dallas Cowboys who could play each other in an NFL preseason game at Aloha Stadium next season. It could be fun. Could be fun. Remember... Uh, you know what definitely will be fun? What? Listening to this week's podcast and next week's podcast. Uh, so listeners... If you've got friends, family, loved ones, or even hated ones,
0: Especially tell everybody hated you know. Ones. Yeah, tell everyone you know. Yep. Just tell them to go over to com or bluewhitepodcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter,
1: everything. Yeah. Shout out, as always, to our producer, executive producer, Jordan Little, and our sound god, uh, sound god, Josh Cox. Josh Cox. And as always, thank you very much for you listening today. Please like, tag,
0: subscribe, share.
1: If you have anything that you care about in let the whole know. world, yeah. let us know and we'll talk about it. Listen Promise. on
0: iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Spotify. SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast. Spotify Cave, they didn't want these hands. Spotify.
1: Yeah. Uh thank mixtape, you very much.
0: Mixtape coming soon. We're going to drop our debut album. Rapper go to the league 2. Rapper go to the league 2. <laughs> Rapper boogaloo. go to the bathroom. <laughs> No, crap, um, crap or go to the
1: bathroom. No, nah, it, like, it sounds like a 90s thing that Pee Wee Herman would be yeah. involved in. Um, all right, everybody, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: See ya.